0: It is the worldwide sports radio network. CJ, CJ, the painkiller. Kevin, Kevin, Jackson. Kevin so we need to start acting like a big boy football. It's time for the jet tax to die. Whoa! You're listening to Weapons Hot on Sports War Radio and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Arnold fires one into the end zone. It is caught. That's a jet touchdown. And now here is your host, CJ, the painkiller, and Kevin Jackson. What's going on, Jets Nation? <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Snowman Digital Media, Sports War Radio, and quite frankly, any place where you get your New York Jets fan fix. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller, Desimone, Simone, and I'm normally joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Kevin Jackson. But he is running a little bit late, rightfully so, because it's his birthday. So, you know, we got to cut him a little bit of a slot, a little bit of a slot. But, nevertheless, I do have a very special guest who's joining me tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to please put your hands together. The host of Jet Zone Radio, Mr. Lonnie Siegel. Lonnie, how are you?
1: Well, you know, I've uh, been sipping the booze this afternoon, because when the Jets lose, we drink booze. And the Jets lost the game again. We're 0-7.
0: So, you know, in case you live under a rock or you did not get the opportunity to watch today's game, the New York Jets drop a decision 18 to 10 to the Buffalo Bills, a game in which the New York Jets at one point actually led this game, believe it or not, 10 to nothing. And also another thing, too, we did not actually see Adam Gase calling plays in this game. Yes, I, you did hear me correctly. It was actually Daryl Loggins who did the play calling today. So kudos to uh adam gaze for taking a step back realizing that some of the stuff that they were doing just was not working so and it looked like for a little bit when we actually started the game that uh you know the new york jets were were making some headway and they were actually going out there and actually doing some good stuff um sam donald actually had a couple of beautiful throws through an absolute rocket to, to barrios on a third and 19 conversion which was beautiful we saw uh, running back on Michael Ryan get his first NFL touchdown today. We had a field goal today from uh, newly signed field goal kicker, Sergio Castillo. But unfortunately that was pretty much the extent of the New York Jets offense for the day. So as uh, it basically turned into the Tyler Bass show where Tyler Bass with five uh, field goals, courtesy of Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense where the defense could where the New York Jets defense just could not get a stop. And then in the second half, the New York Jets defense just completely fizzled out. Uh, it seemed like that they had difficulty making adjustments. The, the Jets could not convert on any of the front of the first downs that they had. I think they had a grand total of four yards at, at, at one point in the second half of this football game, which was completely ridiculous. So, uh, Lonnie, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on today's game what is it that kind of stuck out for you
1: well it's a few things and uh, thanks for having me of course let me say that before we uh, get going it's been a long time since you and I had a chance to talk about the New York Jets and uh, we're both very passionate about the team of course and uh, um, I will say just before we get into the game um, since I've been doing podcasting for a very long time everybody knows how much. I follow the Jets. It's a 12 month endeavor for me. Uh, keeping this in mind, I always root for the Jets to win. Uh, I understand where we're at. We're 0 7. We're pushing hard towards uh, a draft pick and a rebuild, but understand that I'm always hoping the Jets can win the game. And my pregame prediction for today was I thought that the Bills would not only win the game, but they would win the game by about 17 points. So, in fact, I think the Jets did a super job in limiting the bills at what they do best. And I also thought we had some terrific play today. Terrific play from Quinn and Williams today. A player on the Jets that is so maligned by certain fans. They Some love him, some like him, and some really hope that uh, J.D. pulls off a trade and and sends him someplace else. The Jets are hoping for more than a second-round pick for him. And I'll tell you the truth, after today's performance, I'd be very surprised that they trade him at all, to be honest with you. That one penalty that he got was a mistake. He got his helmet too close to the quarterback, but he was right on top of him. He had a terrific day. Um, First half-wise, Darnold came out, played very well. Uh, Accompanied by uh, Mims, who also played terrific in his first game, first pro game. But from then on, things really did fall apart for the Jets. Uh, They had a total of five offensive yards in the second half. And that is just absolutely unacceptable. But kudos to the Bills for making their adjustments to shut them down. Lastly, I'd like to say, regarding Sam, lots of talk out there from our fans. You know, Sam played terrific in the first half, but you know, he was sacked five times, three of them were on him, three, because his check down three times without letting the ball go is just unacceptable. I also thought that his rhythm today seemed a little off, but again, he's been out for two games, and once again, we're making excuses for Sam Donald, a guy that I like. I, once again, and I, I did say this on a short video I made earlier. I believe the jets and him, the glass is half empty, not half full empty.
0: All right. So now the, uh, really quick before we, uh, start moving on, I did want to talk about some, uh, some stats for this game. Uh, as sure. you alluded to, uh, Denzel Mims four reception for 42 yards. Um, his longest was a 16 yard reception. He had uh, seven targets. Braxton Berrios, four receptions for 35 yards. His longest was a 22-yard one. Uh, He was targeted uh, seven times. Brashad Perryman, wow. He took an absolute shot from Micah Hyde at the, uh, just under the two-minute warning when the Jets were trying to drive. And he's now been listed as as in the concussion protocol, so he could be out for a serious amount of time. We also lost Kyle Phillips to an ankle injury. He had to be carted off. Um, from what I'm understanding, that injury is season-ending, so the Jets have lost Kyle Phillips, probably or arguably one of their best defensive linemen uh, this season so far. So uh, Frank Gore, 11 carries for 60 yards. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, 11 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. So Sam Darnold, though, still, oh, the, the stats just are killer. 12 for 23, 120 yards. Uh, picked off twice, six sacks for a twenty-nine yard total.
1: If you want to look at his stats in total, you have to say he had a poor game. There's no other way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But watching the whole game, no one would say that he had a poor first half. He had a he had a terrific oh, first half. Well, terrific. He had,
0: a, he had a very good. Per, uh, he had a very good first half, and I mean, you know, right. we he we saw him spread the ball around. You know, uh, Brad – Braxton Berrios got, caught a couple of passes. Brashad Perryman caught a couple of passes. Denzel Mims, uh, Lamichael Piran. So I mean, he they really were mixing up a lot of the run and a lot of the pass and and it looked like even believe it or not their very first drive of the game they marched right down the field. So you know, I had the drive not stalled out. They probably would have been ahead. You know, seven nothing at that point. But instead, it was three. So, and then well, Buffalo, the Buffalo's ensuing drive, they marched right back down the field and then it, uh, Tyler Bass ended up missing one, one of two field goals and he missed today. So.
1: All I could say is that we could spend a half hour talking about Sam and the pros and cons of, of his future with the club. I could tell you that he's got a couple of three weeks here to show everyone that makes a decision over there whether or not they want to continue to hold on to him or the obvious play and make a change, make a change behind center uh, for next season. Certainly not for this season. Um, you know, he's in his third year. Let's go down the list a little. He's in his third year. He came out, played well, got sick had mono, sat out many weeks, came back, righted the ship, helped the jets win a bunch of games towards the end of the season No matter who they played and no matter what those rosters were, you know, when we look back at the records, you'll see W's. That's all that counts. Yep. And now, once again, comes in, spotty play, injury. um, And that's no fault of Gase or anybody else. Guys get injured. Things happen. Um, He's in his third year. I mean, the Jets are going to have to make a serious decision about this because if they decide to stay with him, man, he better work out because that window is going to be open for them with multiple draft picks and the biggest salary cap available in the league. I mean, I fully expect the Jets to be a completely different team in two years. I mean, a completely different team. You know, a lot of these guys are auditioning for jobs, these these men that are playing. And, um, you know, that's why, and again, bring up Gase for a moment we could also spend a half hour talking about him (laughs) you know a lot of people and I'll catch a little for this a lot of people are going to say how Gase has lost that locker room but I, I don't believe it honestly and I'll tell you why because once again there is a short window for these professionals to play ball they're not all gore okay (laughs) He is a unique specimen. Be, Be thankful you're alive to see him play. It's just incredible. My son was telling me how Gore is playing so long that when he came into the league, that was the last time Alabama didn't win. I mean, it's a long time is what we're trying to say. So I just think that it's going to be a very interesting time. And again, players on this team are all fighting for their jobs Not so much on the Jets, but in their careers. They're fighting for career jobs, career real money. What's your take, uh, buddy? Do you think the Jets should hold on to Quinnen? What do you think about that?
0: Well, I like Quinnen Williams as a player. I mean, he also draws the most double teams in the NFL. So, I mean, for him to draw a lot of attention does open up avenues for other people um, to have an opportunity to go out there and to wreak some havoc in the backfield. And today, you know, you saw him. I mean, he had a little bit of an impact out there. So, uh, you know, there, there was something for him to do. Uh, today, he did get that push up the middle. But, you know, Josh Allen, again, you know, you have a mobile quarterback, a guy who sees when things are breaking down, he's just going to take it upon himself to run the ball. And Josh Allen has always been somebody who, for the past couple of years, have given the Jets fits because of his escapability. And I mean Avery Williamson whiffed on a couple on a couple of different tackles today, um, but you know uh, I mean as far as Quinnen Williams is concerned, I mean I, I expect him to be the linchpin of this offensive line. That being said, I was also hoping that maybe we would have saw a little bit of uh, Jabari Zuniga today, and we didn't see him, so we really don't understand why he's being held out. So, but I'm not trading Quinnen if I'm uh, if, if I'm Joe Douglas.
1: Not unless I'm getting great value. I mean, I'm talking about fantastic value. I mean, talk about a big puppy. That's who he is. I mean, I, I again, you're going to get 10 Jet fans in the room, and you're going to find four of them, five of them. will say how they're disappointed in him. But I think people mistake what his position really is. You know, he never, he never got a lot of sacks in Alabama. That wasn't his thing at all. Okay. He disrupts, right? He's strong. He, he makes them change plays. That, that's the kind of player he'll get some sacks. He's not going to leave the squad in sacks. It's just not, it's not his thing. And, and by the way, sometimes your best athletes don't have to be that guy on defense up front. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. You're right. About I, that.
1: I just think he's a very unique athlete. And I agree with J.D., if that's the word out there, because at least that's what I'm hearing, that the Jets would like more than a number two for him. And I think that that's rightfully so. He's a number one pick kind of player, potential player. And, you know, if no one wants him, well, he's going to stay right here in the green and white. I like it. Exactly. I have no problem with that at all.
0: So really quick, because of the, the Jets lose, I know you do your whole... When the Jets lose, we drink booze. And you know what? Tonight, you and I are going to have a shot on the air.
1: Well, I can tell you that in the, in the Jets lose, we drink booze history, this is a first. <laughs> and uh, I will tell you that uh, this started, the Jets lose, we drink booze, started with my children. Um, way back, of course, when the Jets win, we go in. We jump in the pool or bodies of water. I started doing that with my son when he was in, middle school then he became a high schooler and then he went off to college so then i had to do these all by myself i did that for a few years i've been doing it about 12 13 years suddenly the jets have been so pathetic the last few years i came up with this when the jets lose we drink booze and we tried it that way every now and then i have some special guest stars with me in the studio in the home not like this and i even have i'm gonna i already poured i'm gonna show everyone I was drinking Makers earlier. I'll drink it again. And um, here it is. <laughs> when the Jets lose, we drink booze, official glass.
0: That's nice. Yes, right
1: yes, boys and girls. This is what you get when you're an adult.
0: Here we go. <laughs> See, here, here I've got mine over here. I don't have the cool saying on the bottom, but I do have a New York Jets uh, thing. So, so
1: here's us do to it this you. way. Here we go. So when the Jets lose, we drink booze. This one's for you.
0: Smooth. Smooth. (laughs) Very good. That is good. We'll
1: we'll have to have another one before we're done tonight. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh, believe me, I'm uh, I'm prepared.
1: (laughs) You know, this uh, jumping in the pool stuff. I have uh, memories timeline like a lot of people do on Facebook. I look at videos from years and years ago, but the reality is because of COVID, I, I hardly go near my pool where I live. Uh, I've been in the ocean many times. That's okay. But I'm kind of on the low. But if the Jets win,
0: oh, yeah, damn we'll it, go- I'm
1: going in. I can promise you I will. I promise. If they win, I'm in.
0: Absolutely. So really quick, I want to get to the comments. Uh, yeah. Shout out to, to Scott Clesby, who's, who's been blowing up the timeline. Uh, just a, I don't want to read all of the comments just a, a couple of the most notables. I've seen people killing Sam yes, he had a bad second half but come on did he have any time to do anything after halftime? No not really I mean there were a couple of times where you know the offensive line completely failed him. Um, the jets actually covered the spread for the first time this year that's a that's a, a good uh, let's see here. Uh, the play calling got very predictable in the second half and P Ryan had no idea how to pick up a blitz. Yes. And no, there were a couple of plays over there where P Ryan was supposed to actually go out and be Sam's outlet. And he got stuck. Uh, he got stuck getting railroaded, picking up a blitz where he got blasted. That actually happened in the fourth quarter. So uh, in regards to Quentin Williams, Q had a very good game today until they can get an outside pass Russia Q is going to continue to be doubled. Um. He also says you two are gonna die from alcohol poisoning. Yeah, seriously. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Jump in the pool. Your skin must be as dry as the desert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, Scotty. I I tell you, I, I I love this guy because he's always he's always got some very interesting things when it when when he when when he jumps on the show feed, uh, and and he drops some comments. So uh, he's 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 one of the good followers of the show. So shout shout out to Scott.
1: Don't worry, Scotty. I use moisturizer. I'm very, very smooth. Don't worry, everything's good. (laughs) It's all good. I'm getting older. I have to watch my skin. I make sure the skin is good. Don't worry about that.
0: (laughs) All right. So now let's get down to brass tacks. There, we've obviously, you know, the Jets are zero and seven, and I've really been dying to get you on the show for for a long time this season, there, Lonnie. So I really want to hear your opinion on what you think the New York Jets are in the process of doing. I mean, we're 0-7. This is probably the first good game besides the Denver game that we've really seen this team fight, but they couldn't sustain it in the second half. Now, are are they really trying to fight hard for the coaching staff? Are the the guys out there just trying to put together some solid tape, Or, or do you think there's something else going on here that we should know about?
1: Well... Yes. First of all, I think that they're putting in a big effort every week, uh, for the reason I pointed out in our first segment. <clears throat> These are professionals, and we're and by the way, we're not in week fourteen either. We're the we are in the first piece of the season. We're just ending the first piece of the season. You know, if you look at a sixteen game season, if they play a sixteen game season, and each and every week as we move forward, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea that they will have a 16 game season but that's not guaranteed there's no guarantee the nfl plays a 16 game season and not to get off on a tangent it's my position that if they get the 12 they could stop right there and make playoffs they could do it because 12 is a number that works for playoffs that's why a 10 10 is okay 12 is better uh if if the pandemic grows and there's more infections among the players or coaches or staff so that's one thing as far as the Jets are concerned this is this is what I'm hearing okay and please I want everyone to please take whatever I tell you with a grain of salt Um, I am a mega fan I am not connected to the organization somebody once asked me about that although I knew people there I just I am not connected there but I do hear things and this is what I'm hearing I'm hearing that Adam Gase is going to be the head coach of the Jets in 2021. And I'm hearing that that's certainly going to happen, even if they go 0-16. And the reason why is twofold. Number one, and this is the reason I was given, that the executives inside the team, which includes, of course, Mr. Johnson and brother, they feel that Gase hasn't had a real shot with a full roster. This has been repeated several times already. You could start believing it. That's what they think. Number two, the reality to their situation is they're still paying bowls. They are paying him real money. They gave Gase a multi-year deal for a big sum of money for a coach, especially for him. There is no way they're going to start going out and getting a name coach that might cost them $10 million a year. The New York Jets are not ever going to pay coach $10 million to coach this franchise never especially when they have two coaches they're paying right now so my opinion is is that Gase in a sense is overseeing the program that's why he gave up the the ability to call the plays today why would he do that I mean I just think that he's he's in a position where it's a very difficult spot I think he has the total support of ownership, JD cannot fire him. Joe Douglas cannot fire Gase. Gase does not report to him. Gase reports to the owner. That is the hierarchy of the New York Jets. So if you understand all of this, it is an enormous crap sandwich. There's no question about it, but I I just don't foresee it. And every fan out there, including me, you could stand on your head and say how he should be fired. And complaining, complain about these things. I believe you'll see him next year. No matter what people say about their season tickets, no matter what they say about that, they're giving up the NFL and the Jets, no matter a couple of knuckleheads went out there, started rooting for the Bills. Kapoy on them, go root for the Bills. Give me a break. That is the stupidest thing ever. So it would not surprise me if you see Gacy here again next season. Wow. Um, so and and I, again, I know that sounds awful but that wouldn't surprise me at all. What are they doing? You know what, they're showcasing their players. They're still trying to make trades. They're still trying to build more offers so they can get more and more draft picks. They are going to have an enormous two years of draft here that is gonna set us forth for a decade. And and you know something, I'm not getting any younger. So I'm, I'm hoping and praying that they can get that done. As far as Joe Douglas is concerned, I don't know about you, but uh, you've seen the rookies play today and they did shine today, shed some light Mm -hmm. on Joe Douglas in a positive way. Finally, because he, he takes a lot of hits from jet fans. A lot of jet fans wanted Douglas to come out and have a press conference. Have you been reading about this? Where is JD? How come he's not talking to the fans?
0: Yes. There was something I actually mentioned on a couple of, a couple of shows ago that I really wish that, Joe Douglas would come out and address the, the, um, the public as to the state of the franchise. But well, I think if if I could anything, ju- they'll, they'll probably do that around the bye week because that's normally what. Oh,
1: well, that's that's what the New York Jets do. Once again, uh, th- 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 this is the New York Jets. They have a certain way of running their business. If you'll notice, no matter who the coach is, that's how they run. By the way, I hear someone out there saying, yeah, they run their business like crap. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I That's get exactly it. That's exactly what that but they. Ha- but, but they do have a method, an executive method, that they stick to. Like they don't talk about trades in the off season and all of these things. We don't talk about contracts. Never. They don't have the general manager come out and make press conferences. No. The, the Johnsons don't want him to do it. He will have his presser during the bye week And I believe that's the week of November 10th, if I remember correctly.
0: And uh,
1: I'm like on a high wire here. I'm working without notes today. It's not bad. So uh, November 10th, that week, Joe Douglas, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day Gase usually talks to people, that's the day that he's going to talk. And he's going to be the only one talking, by the way. No Gase, no Johnson, just him. And that's who you're going to get because that's the New York Jets way. That's what they do. Be very interesting to see what he has to say, right?
0: Yeah, it, it it will definitely be interesting to hear what he has to say because with the Jets being over right now, and it seems like the team is regressing as opposed to progressing. You know, we're not seeing a lot of tight games like we saw today. Uh, if we well, probably that- if, if we probably had seen you know more more tights uh, a more tight setting, I think that fans would probably I don't wanna say like the well they'll they'll embrace losing because I don't think as this franchise we should ever em, embrace losing. I, I think as this franchise we should always we should always strive to be the best team in the AFC. We should always strive to to be the best team in the AFC East. And it just seems like that there are opportunities after opportunities that the Jets either cannot take advantage of or we just have the wrong the wrong people in here pushing the buttons. So I'm hoping that believe it or not one one i hope you're wrong uh, I'm, I'm i'm gonna be honest with you i hope that at the end of the day uh, um,
1: by the oh, way i want to I, I need to interject this so you make sure you quote it right later okay. this is not opinion i'm giving not opinion this is information i that i've been given and my opinion is driven by the information only that's right. it if, if it was up to me i would hope they'd go out there and, Look for the best three candidates, pick one and, and rebuild the damn thing. But I, what I'm saying is, this is the information that I'm hearing. And, and by the way, it's not much different than I've been tweeting about and writing about and talking about for months. I've been saying this case is not going anywhere. What's the point of firing case now anyway? What's the point of that? We're gonna send, We're going to give red meat to the fans? That's not the way these organizations work at all. I'm going to say again. People are saying they're not going to renew their season tickets. Can I tell you that they're not worried about that? They're not. They're sitting with an empty stadium right now, <laughs> empty. Okay. I, they don't. That is not what it's about for them at all. I think they recognize that they have a real. Is this a PG-13 show?
0: <laughs> Listen, this could be R-rated at at some time. Right. You, you,
1: they you, know you, that. They know wonderful. that. What? Well, because I had. Because. I used to do this so I'm careful what I say. This is a legitimate shit show going on over there and they know it, they, they know it. They can't stand this, they don't want this. It's an embarrassment, they get that. But you know, the Jets are always a team in the league. As far as the NFL is concerned, the, 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 the league wants the Jets to be successful. Then, you know, they're the New York team, one of the two New York teams, they want the Jets to be successful. But unfortunately, they've had a set of circumstances that they've uh, brought upon themselves. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) and, And again, and again, there's no reason why not to think that Joe Douglas is not the perfect guy, the right guy, a good guy to have in this position to get it done. And no, Peyton Manning didn't curse us and whisper in people's ears and all this stuff. Okay, they might have had something to say, but, you know. That's what it is. I know you don't feel this way. I know a lot of people feel they'd like to have him fired right
0: now. Well, I mean, I I, would have liked to, I think personally, the right time to fire Adam Gase would have been right after the Denver game because I think that whoever it was that you would have had as your interim would have had 10 days to prepare. I think that Sam Darnold could have benefited from a different voice in, in his ear. You know, we saw that Sam Darnold did actually have a different voice in his ear today, and it benefited him for 30 minutes of football. So we need to, we need to see more from that. So yeah, but,
1: not he... du- but not during the week. Right. But not during the week, not during the prep. I mean, it's the guy who called the plays. I'm not trying to minimize what the guy did, but, I, I, you know, he works he works there next to Gase. He knows the, what Gase is gonna call. The biggest, the greatest play that he called was in the first half was the third day team. Yes. Okay. And that, that and I'm sitting with my son, I said, third and 18, the Jets will probably call a draw. I said, no, 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 we're going to, we need to sling it down the field here. Let's go. That was what I said. Let's go. And they happened. Sam delivered a beautiful pass. Yeah, he did. An equally great catch. Um, again, my hat's off. There it is. My hat's off with the play call. Fantastic. Um, it's one among many, you know, uh, in sports, people don't like this either. In sports, you know, that play, that particular call is just as important as a play was called in the third quarter, just as equal. Some are successful, some are not. At the end, the aggregate is is how it's done. And then of course, it's a chess game, usually in the last 10 minutes, eight minutes of a game, possessions and such, and take chances and such. I mean, that's football. Um, By the way, this should be a tell for everyone. If the Jets didn't fire him if, if the Jets didn't fire Gase, after the Denver game why would you think they'd fire him now
0: I personally think that there's
1: no answer for it
0: and and, and and I've actually said this uh, I actually said this when I appeared on the Thomas Steak podcast earlier today that I think that Adam Gase probably shows uh probably gives the Jets the best chance to go 0-16 that firing him now is completely pointless I would However, agree with that
1: 100 percent 100 percent agree
0: Yes. You know, there, there's there's also the flip side where I kind of look at it from Joe Douglas's perspective, and saying that, you know, if this is truly going to be an evaluation year, and we want to see if Sam Donald is going to be the future of this franchise, um, and we see that he's struggling under Gase and he's actually taking steps backwards instead of forwards, um, so it would benefit to have a different voice, uh, to have a different leadership, and maybe Gase should be shown the door. But
1: well, let me let me ask you. I'm going to. Again, you could be the advocate for the fan base for the moment, okay? And I'm just going to throw one at you because your knowledge of football is equal to mine. It's fine. We'll be the same in this regard. When Sam goes back in the pocket, looks to the right, has the ball ready, looks to the left real quick, and it goes back for a third look with five defensive linemen within an arm length of him, whose fault is that?
0: Yeah, it's definitely on is Sam. That is that Case?
1: Is that Case?
0: No, that's not case. That's definitely on Sam yeah. because he has to be more decisive with his decision making with the ball.
1: Okay. So I, I
0: think that, I think though, the only caveat to that is this, Lonnie, is that if you go and take a look at the offensive coordinators that have been surrounded by Sam Donald, we had Jeremy Bates who was up in the mountain for five years. Okay. And you had Adam Gase slash Daryl Loggins. And really, the only quarterbacks coach that he actually had was was, uh, was Josh McCown. So how much of it is Sam not really understanding it? And how much of it is him not getting the coaching? That I, I,
1: I, 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 I got to disagree with that. Only respectfully, I have to disagree with that. Because all I'm hearing is during the week what he's doing. Okay? Unless, again, is, is Gase just lying about Sam during the week? And again, I, again... Being devil's advocate is he lying what sam's doing during the week is he lying that the team had good practices during the week and then when sam gets in the game and again he's been off for two two games and he always seems to have a pile of excuses associated with him it's unfortunate but true you can look back at it it's true he seems to make a lot of bad errors for a third year player in the nfl i don't care how old you are now because he's a man okay yeah, I agree. And, and we're and we are in a critical, I mean a critical moment in our team history of what we're gonna do about this position. And by the way, if they commit to him, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad, you know, decision because even though they would commit to him and they get one more year with him, by the way, at this money he gets paid. That's another thing. Don't forget, it's three years and another. Right? So, one more year, they don't have to pay them yet. So, there's almost like a year they have a soft spot. They'd have to say no to somebody special, go with them for a year, knowing that the Jets in 2021 more than likely are going to be like a three-win team, five-win team. That's just the reality that they could probably get somebody again. There's others. You know, Ohio State's got a great quarterback, too. I mean, there are other quarterback's out there he's not he's not the only one out Trevor's not the only guy out there even though he's very I'll use the word he's very sexy to look at for uh, for us to have and he's a Ferrari maybe so you know I again my gut my gut feeling is the Jets are going to stay with San Donald that's just my gut I just because I think they have a year built in with him that's why okay that's the, the money I once again I have to go back to the money they're running an organization they're not jerry jones they're not the cowboys they don't free spend they don't do that they're not like the patriots where they have total ownership support of the one man who can make any decision he wants and spend if you want or don't and he and you know of course he abuses the rules right to the edge of the envelope to the edge of the glue Mm -hmm. you know if you look at an envelope and the glue you know there's a little space between the edge and where the glue starts on the envelope, take a look. That is where Bill Belichick sleeps. He is in there. Okay, so we don't have that. We don't have that either. Okay, um, even Seattle makes moves more than us, so we're conservative a little bit. We're conservative. So I, you know, I, I think you know they'll look. Oh, gee, we could have him for another year. Seems pretty good. Let's give him another chance. And I could see that happening. I see it. So you know, we go we go in another direction. Well, we're going to have a lot of new players next year, man. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, a That's very young job. team. Very young team. Very young team. And, now, and you know, they're going to sign too many free agents. That's not what they do. <laughs> well, oh, well hold, hold on. Well, I, 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 well, hold on. Except, except. Oh, I said a lot of controversial shit tonight. People have got things to say. Um, That's good. Uh, I know that. I know that. I'm going to read the comments too in a second. But, you know, keeping in mind, keeping in mind, this team – looks at money a little differently than some of these other big teams, even differently than the Giants. They look at money in a completely different way. All right, go to the comments. I want to hear this. Let's
0: go. All right. So again, (laughs) shout out to Scott Clesby. He's, he's blowing up the comments tonight. Oh my goodness. Uh, Owners don't care. They get all the money they need from the TV deals. Everything else is just gravy. Uh, Joe, Joe, I'm assuming Joe, name it sold his soul. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, in mentioning the uh, the throw that we talked about to Brashad Perryman that uh, basically almost got him killed the throw that got Perryman killed was also a great throw and in regards to your comment about practices he has great practices because he throws against Pierre Desir every play everyone completes everything against Desir
1: <laughs> well did you hear did you hear the play-by-play guys say that Sam set up that hit they were negative again they he set up the hit right because of the way the ball was thrown. I thought that was a cheap shot. I didn't like that that he said that.
0: Yeah, my, um, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, but I mean, also Micah Hyde, you know, he was kind of caught in a compromising position because...
1: Wasn't it, trying it, to hurt him. That was a hit. It
0: was, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a hit after the play or anything like that. It was just a bang-bang play. It's one of those unfortunate things, but... Let's you know,
1: go I mean, back here. Let, let, let's go back into the game a little bit. I'm, I'm remembering. Again, my apologies. I just don't... I'm just rambling on. I hope you don't mind so
0: uh me brother go for it
1: (laughs) back in the first quarter in the first quarter and we have the ball and we're working our way down the field Mm -hmm. getting everybody involved and we're running and we're throwing and it's looking good oh look what's here oh my let me show everybody look what's here look at my wife look at my wife
0: oh look look at at that that's nice
1: delicious the real coffee?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it's the real coffee as opposed to the fake coffee. <laughs> I,
1: well, she knows I've been drinking since, uh, since 2 o'clock. So anyway, so um in the first quarter, don't you remember Sam had a third, and I think it was five or eight? I can't recall that part. Third and five, third and eight, and we ended up kicking the field goal. Yep. But, you know, Sam started making his way on the left side, started to run a little. Right. And then hesitated and decided to throw it, and it was incomplete. We kicked the field goal. I got so mad. I cursed at him a little. I said, hey, you got to run for that first down, kid. This is yep. it. What do you mean you're not going to run for that first down? You've got to do that. I, and David, my son, was arguing, well, you know, the defense was on top of him. I said, bullshit. He was going. I mean, one more step, he would have picked up three yards right there. He just had a put, he's a big kid. Right. I was very dis, I'm disappointed in that. Right away, I didn't like that at all. Actually, I thought if they could get a fourth and one, they would go for it. But of course, it was incomplete. They had to kick the field goal. Right. I'm thinking the Jets at 0-7. They're running four plays if they're in the red zone, aren't
0: they? Yeah. They're running so, four plays. Point, you know, especially them. when you have an offense that's struggling. You know, for if you're if if you're in the red zone, you're not settling for field goals. You're 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 going. I got another.
1: I got another one for you. Remember the play <laughs> when the Jets were going right to left. Yep. And it was fourth and yep. one.
0: Yep. It was fourth and, and one. And the Jets and they
1: decided, up, they decided to go for it. So of course, them. so they come out. They come out in the shotgun. What are they doing? That was horrible. That was horrible. You don't put Sam under center you got to put Sam under center. It's one yard. I'm not saying Sam should do it because not when you got Gore and not when you have other guys that could do it. Plus, you set him up to throw it. But once you put him in the shotgun, if they get any penetration, the play is over, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly. And right. I was catching some grief on Twitter about it. They said, yo, what are you, what are you talking about? I mean, he gets all his options from there. N- not against the Bills. They had the third-best defense in the NFL last season. And they're good. They're good up front. We did a they good are. job for a while. They are very, very good up front. No matter how many points they scored today to win, once again, you know, in a few weeks when they add up the wins, it's going to say win, right? It's not. They're not going to worry about the score, not unless they go to some weird playoff format. Have you heard about some of these weird playoff formats? They talk yeah, about? they've
0: been t- they've been kicking around a bunch of different things, but
1: winning percentage winning percentage was one of the discussions rather than wins if they go to 12 that means that you wouldn't get your equal amount of games into conference or maybe even in your division it is possible depending if they move the schedules around you know the schedule got messed up so uh when they're determining the playoff um uh, positions there are rules Uh, set up for tie breaks. Everybody knows this, right? And then a lot of, some of it goes to total points and total wins against your division and then total wins in general. And then they have one. It goes to to winning percentage, but the winning percentage, it's not ever used unless, you know, it's a tie tie everywhere. So the NFL is talking about that if they can't get to 16, that they would use winning percentage as a way to seed the playoffs which will be a huge advantage for someone so what could happen there is a team could could somehow slip into a different spot that would be an advantage for them there's no question about that by the way let me ask you a question who's the number one team in the AFC right now in your opinion
0: it's hard to say you'd make it you'd make an argument for three teams right off the bat I mean, you, you, you have to make an argument for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You have to make an argument for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you even have to make an argument. Shit, who else? Uh, the Chiefs, the Titans. That's the three teams, uh,
1: Titans, Chiefs, and, of course, the Champs, okay? So to me, to me, I almost want to say that the Steelers are number one. I just like what they're doing. They're very methodical, very businesslike. Their coach is being incredibly stealth. It's keeping it real. You ever, if you ever hear him talk, all he's talking about how is we're a unit, we're keeping everything inside, everybody's good, we have no COVID, we're, we're taking care of our own business. KC, of course, is the champs. So, you know, they're on every commercial on TV. <laughs> they seem to be a very happy group. I understand that. They've got a legendary coach. They won the Super Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and they are—they are in fact the best team in the NFL. With all due respect to Pittsburgh or Green Bay or anybody else you want to bring up, yeah, but I, I could t- in Baltimore. I didn't put them in the top three. I didn't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I put them in Tennessee together. To me, I'm on the AFC side, but right. uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to have a lot to say. About who wins the Super Bowl this year, I really do. I, I, they I would just,
0: expect them to. They're doing. They're, they're doing great. I mean, uh, Chase Claypool is completely playing out of his mind. Um, ben Roethlisberger, you oh. know, uh, is seeming. He's to renewed.
1: He's, he's like he's like renewed. Yep. And, and may I say, he's coming off a serious injury. Serious. So, I think Pittsburgh's going to be a very interesting team. No question about it.
0: Oh, I believe so. They're 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 definitely going to be a team that everyone's going to have to keep their eye out on. Believe it or not, even uh, you know, I hate to say it, the the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns, is sneaking up on people's radars, and I don't know where this. Yeah, they
1: want it. They want it, They want it. They want They want. They want a tough game today, even though um, you know they're going to have to worry about injuries now after the after the game. I listen. They kicked our butt so bad (laughs) last – I still feel it. I still feel how badly they beat us. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed in that outcome. I was um, uh, last season. They're they're an up-and-coming team. They're not on the top rungs. That's not where they are. They're right there. Can they steal a win? Yes. Can they be competitive? Yes. Can they play defense like Buffalo in the last two quarters? No. See what Buffalo did today? Completely shut us down. Yeah. And we, and by the way, we're weak, but they, they they can hurt a good team in that way, and that's a great weapon, you know. And they play in the Northeast, and we've said it all along: how the Northeast teams have certain kind of defense, right? Yeah. They are—they are that group. And 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 wait till they have home games up there. Orchard Park, no one likes going there in November, December. Forget about January, but I'm just, no, it's horrible.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, you know, New England is struggling. I mean, they lost to San Francisco today, 33 to six. I mean, Kansas City, we just talked about them. They put the whooping on uh, on Denver, 43 to 16. Um, the Chargers, believe it or not, are coming out of nowhere with a 39-29 victory over Jacksonville. And Jacksonville They're playing good ready. ball.
1: They're playing good ball. But keep in mind, though. Jacksonville's a fake good team. They're not. They have nobody. They're just playing hard. That's another. And and by the way, that's that's another group. I'm glad you brought up Jacksonville for a moment. That's another team, another group of men that are playing for their careers. So that's what I believe in. I believe that there's no. Okay. I don't get on here too much. I'll throw out more controversy for you. I don't believe. I don't believe that tanking is a legitimate thing in week seven or six or five or eight. I don't believe that. I it, it is a fun phrase to think about, but no one sat in someone's office and said, we're doing this to lose so we can get position. No one's tanking. I mean, the Jets are going to move players because they're not going to make the playoffs this year to try and get picks. That's not tanking. That's managing your roster. That's not tanking. Keeping Gase? let me tell you, you can make an argument that keeping Gates is tanking. I might even agree with that argument because we already said that earlier. Best scenario for the Jets to lose more games than win would be to keep him, of course, because he hasn't shown that he can win. It's just logic. This is the way it goes. Right. But as I said, he ain't going anywhere, which is really weird.
0: <laughs> uh all right, so I got a couple other questions that actually just popped into my head, thanks to thanks to all of this. So, yeah. put yourself in Joe Douglas's shoes, okay? Jets go zero sixteen. You're at the end. Of, you're, you're at the end of the year. What are you doing? What are you what 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 is the first move you do?
1: Well, at that at that point, if we went zero in sixteen. I'd have to, I'd have to assess every key position on the team, right, right to the kicker. And we'd have to determine, do we have players now that would play for us next year? I'm not even thinking about two years from now. I'm thinking about next year, because I think that the way they're building the team, they are not in any position to make any noise uh, and make any distance between them and anyone else in a meaningful way. I just, We don't have the personnel. If you look at our personnel, pound for pound, you will find us at number 32 in the league. There's no question about it. We have the weakest roster in the league. We also have, reportedly, the most picks. And we will have more because he's not done doing what he's doing or making trades. So I'd go position by position, uh, without a doubt, you know, It's nice to have Gore here. Gore cannot be our main running back in 2021. No, he can't. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. So, you know, they're going to have to make a move there. they got to make a move there. He gave out all these one-year contracts on purpose. I'm sure on your show that you've discussed at length about all these one-year contracts. What what, do you think he did that for?
0: Well, Those I think were- the reason why you did that was for for salary cap flexibility, number one. Number two, um, I based it on the premise of this. Now, again, this goes against the information that you have heard, is that maybe at the end of the season, Joe Douglas, Christopher Johnson, they decide that they're going to part ways with Adam Gase. They, Christopher Johnson comes out and says that he's going to give the keys to Joe Douglas and let him run. The franchise the way it's supposed to, because after all, Joe Douglas does have a six year deal and he has a longer deal than Adam Gase. And I don't think that the two of them are married. I don't think that the two of them are attached to the hip. I think that maybe after the embarrassment of an own 16 season where this team right now is on pace to actually eclipse and beat the 1996 New York Jet team that went one and 15. That Joe Douglas would be able to go out with a clean slate, make this an attractive destination for a brand new head coach with a plethora of of, uh, cap space and also a plethora of draft picks. Plus also the prospect of having the number one pick overall in the NFL draft and drafting Trevor Lawrence and basically giving whoever it is who he brings in as, as the new New York Jets head coach a blank canvas to work with, almost a blank slate to work with. Now this could be the this is the only logical scenario that I could wrap my head around.
1: Hold on, is this your Christmas punch list here that we're getting? It, it, it sounds, that's a big list you just made.
0: Yeah, that's a big list. What you're
1: asking, what you're asking again, devil's advocate? What you're asking, Christopher Johnson, to do on behalf of his brother is to change the way that the Jets do business. I I, 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 I want to say. In my heart of hearts, I do not believe they they will do that. They will not effectively. They will not hand the keys to someone to run their business. That's just not how they're built, and that's who they are. I mean, we'd be better off if they if the if the Johnson sold the Jets to someone else. God forbid it would be anybody else from Manhattan, if you know what I'm saying, okay? But <laughs> the reality is is that. They are the devil we know. We, we have no idea what someone else would do. But what you're saying, and it's not wrong what you're saying, it's just not the way they're built. And that's what makes it so frustrating.
0: Right. Yeah, and because we, we, we feel like that we can understand the desperation of the Johnsons. And they are so desperate to bring a winner to New York. And I completely understand it. But it just seems like that every time they try to do something, the move just backfires. And when it backfires, when it backfires on it just has such cataclysmic repercussions on the franchise itself. Can
1: I, can I address something here? Cause I got a good message here from your friend, Scotty out there. Okay. shoot. Sure. He says the cap means nothing when the top free agents don't want to play for this franchise. Okay. Yep. Let He's me, let that, me uh, uh, say, let, uh, let me say this. I'd like to add to this only because I'm older and I've had an opportunity to meet a few people. I've met a few people who play professional sports, uh, NFL and NBA in particular. And uh, one day I was talking with a trainer and uh, this is when um, I was sort of a new jet season ticket holder and I was really, you know, as a younger man and I was just so, so excited, you know, beyond, right? Waited, Waited a long time in those years They had a list, and I think when I joined the list, it was like 30,000 names, and then suddenly it was 12,000 names, and then finally my name came up and I got tickets. It was fantastic. But he said to me, you know, let me ask you a question. What do you think these football players do when they're not, uh, you know, together? Do you think that they're living and breathing and worrying about who won and all that? And I said, well, yeah, that's what I think. I think they're like me, you know. He said, that's absolutely not true. First of all, these free agents, they're interested in one thing, making as much money as possible, the most amount of money. Don't think that if they get a chance to play for Kansas City, they take $10 million less. That is bullshit. OK, they will take $10 million more to play for the Jets. Absolutely. Matter of fact, i will go to the Jets and say, you know what? Don't pay me $10 million. Pay me $15 million. Yeah, and the I'll come. Backs. And I'll come. Correct. So this notion that the free agents don't want to come here is not true. The free agents are in it for the money. They have a limited amount of years to play. Some of these guys only play five years. Good ones get to play eight years. It used to be they played longer. They don't anymore. It's too taxing on their bodies. The game game is much faster. The hitting is much harder. There's no question about that. The travel is excruciating. And once you get a you once know, you get a 30, $40 million deal with a guarantee of 15 mil, come on, man. That's real, that's big money. And don't forget, the big players, they get a lot more. They get huge guarantees. It used to be in the day, you couldn't get guarantees. You get a small guarantee. You, know, you have to make the team next year, okay? Nowadays, the free agents command upfront money, guarantees. I mean, Robbie Anderson... Okay, you're gonna make your fans go crazy. Robbie Anderson, okay, wanted like 14 million dollars guaranteed. There's no way Douglas is gonna pay him that. And and yeah, I think he got like nine million. Guaranteed. (laughs) It's just insane. So it's zip codes, guys. Zip codes. This is what these the money is 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 huge. The owners are making billions. Whoever said it earlier, you're right, they don't have to win one game and they're making hundreds of millions of dollars yep. We get we know this we know this which is why the johnsons aren't going to give up control why would they not why would they do it now they're desperate they're so desperate to win they'll let someone else do it get no credit for it just that they sign the checks that's not who they are i don't think i don't think but so you know i just wanted to address that one thing i believe the jets can sign free agents but we're not gonna sign a lot of free agents anyway. Not for a long time. We might sign a few free agents along the way, but you know, a $5 million player, $7 million player. We're not gonna sign these 50, 80, $100 million players. No way. No, I, I just don't see it because we're so, we're so bad right now. That's what we're, just, we're in a very, very unique time and the sooner everybody gets their arms around that and the excitement of what that could be, I think everybody would be a lot happier. I think it's very difficult to go through all this. I lived through that one and 15 season. I was a season ticket holder for it. I attended all the home games. It was,
0: yeah. it was really
1: bad. It was bad, but there was no question that tight would be fired. There was no question about it. Here, there's a question. Quick tight story. Do you mind?
0: Do it. We got we time. Go for it.
1: I was at a country club in Alpine, New Jersey having lunch with someone and in walks Rich Cotite with a friend, member of the club and he takes a seat near my table and I moved my seat. I moved. I did and the person said to me, why are we moving? I said, I can't sit near this guy. I can't do it. I can't do it. I heard him mumbling something but I didn't care because I really, I truly didn't like him. Yeah, and by the way, I don't know if anybody's aware—he was a pretty good football player when he played. He's a tough guy. Scored and he played well as a football player. Look it up, Rich Kotite. But oh my god, I mean, not a superstar, but he, he played pro football. Um, I couldn't stand him. A lot of people feel that way about Gase. I don't think anybody really knows him. Not really. You know what I know about him? Two things. Number one, when I went to Jacksonville, I got some tremendous seats. I went with Jason Capel, hooked me up. I sat with Fireman Ed. David drove from Alabama. It was a great, great experience. So um, what I noticed, we were standing on the rail before the game. Fans, local fans, Jet fans, whoever was there, maybe from Florida, were allowed to talk to Gase. I saw three men together talking to Gase. And they were, I'm going to tell you, in awe. They were laughing. He was laughing. Shook their hands because I knew it was the first time they met them. They were very chummy. Wow. He was very he was very uh, friendly. Very, like, extremely. And my son and I were saying, are you looking at this? I say, he's looking like a regular guy. He's like us. It's like, you know, if he were right here with us, he would be this way. And then, of course, when he does his press conferences, he's a completely different guy. And when he's on the sideline, he's buried in his clipboard. Or sometimes he sits on the bench. I don't think he does that much anymore. But he, you know, he, he's very stoic. Like he's a loner. He's a very complicated guy. But I did get to see him in a social setting. And he seemed to be a very affable fellow.
0: Well, maybe I guess because he's, uh, you know... He doesn't have that Denny's that that Denny's menu for a playbook in his face, and not trying to figure out what works when his team is down thirty points. But
1: I, 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 again, I, I no one likes what we're seeing. I don't like what we're seeing. I, I was hoping we could be competitive today. We were competitive for half. Yeah, it we were competitive. was better than last time. It was better than last time. It exposed us. Buffalo exposed us in the second half today. They exposed Sam Darnold. There's going to be a lot of chatter about him tomorrow. Yep. A lot. A lot. And rightfully so, because I think he made some mistakes. And he's going to have to own up to them. That he, And again, Gase has said he's not executing. I'd have to agree with that. He's not. That's, he's just not executing. And he's not throwing that ball away. Not enough. You see other quarterbacks do it. Other quarterbacks throw it away. Other quarterbacks... And again, I don't think he's running as much as he wants to. Anyway, I think he's uh, been told not to.
0: Maybe. Wow. Nah, Maybe. No. Maybe. Oh, let I me ask. Let me ask you a question. Fun. Let me
1: ask you a question. Did he run? Did he run for more than three yards today?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: No, 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 no. Stayed near that pocket the whole day.
0: No, actually, he did not have a rush in the game. Not according to. Not. No, not no, no. That's.
1: So when quarterbacks do stuff like that. There's a reason for that.
0: Yeah, it's because they're told. They to-
1: practice that. They practice that. I had an argument with, speaking of, you know Jason Capel? Do you know him? Of course. I had an oh, argument with man, him one day. There, no, so- when I talk to him, he, he's, you know, he's like the Antichrist a little you <laughs> know he, he can't help himself. I love him. I love him. He, he, he's always the contrary. He's like the contrary guy, you know? Yes. So, so you know, we, we were talking about practice. And, of course, I'm thinking about, you know, practice practice we're not talking about a game we're talking about practice <laughs> right you've heard that a hundred times it was the greatest yep, of ever. course so he says there was a play in a particular game from some particular team on Sunday night football Monday night football right away I call him I said did you see that did you see that play he says yeah that was a great play I said yeah they must have practiced that a few times he says come on practice they don't practice You know, they're not hitting, they're not practicing. I said, what do you think they're doing? They're having tea? What are they just uh, hanging out? They're practicing. They practice stuff, of course. So the idea of NFL practices and what they've become versus what they used to be. I mean, guys used to come out of NFL practices wounded.
0: (laughs) Are you serious?
1: Wounded. Of course, because they were hitting.
0: Uh... First of
1: all, they were allowed to hit on Mondays. They can't yes, do that they were, Yeah, They can't, can't hit. They, they stopped all that. Okay. So they're getting less reps. Days, they're getting you, less really reps tough. during the week. That doesn't stop Sam, you know, from throwing, by the way. Throw as much as he likes. But I'm saying that you don't get reps with the, with the club. So that's changed. What happened to your friend? So it's his birthday?
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Spotty Blackman's birthday. So you know what? We're going to take a quick pause here. All right, I just poured myself a shot here. We're going oh, we again. All right, so Lon's yeah, gonna let's... pour himself a shot, and you know what? Even though, uh, see, he got the he got to make his mark. I got the crown here. So, and you know what? We're gonna do this shot tonight in honor of Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman, who's probably out, probably getting so drunk right now that he can't see straight. Not only because the Jets lost, but because it's also his birthday. So, you know what? Let's raise a glass to you. Happy birthday, Scottie. Kevin.
1: Scotty, I'm going to turn around the Jets lose booze side to the blank side for you. Happy <laughs> birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Happy here birthday,
0: Scotty Blackman.
1: Smooth! Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you know there are people uh, yelling? There are people yelling smooth all over the world. They I send me it. instant messages of screaming
0: smooth. That's the best right there, I tell you. So
1: I got I got one from Ireland last week. Jet fan in Ireland. So we were talking a little bit about what they watch over there. And I said, So um, do you get any good jets swag over there in Ireland? He says, You can't get it. A- I can't use my the voice. I can't get one thing
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a dumb thing a here. Jersey.
1: I can't get a jersey. <laughs> it's so funny. But he got one. He got one. Messenger is so cool that you could do
0: that. Nice. Yeah, that is cool. I have to say Facebook Messenger definitely have, uh, have added a few cool... Uh, yeah,
1: I w- I'm very lucky because... Um, but there's another guy. I don't know if you know this guy. You know this guy, Mark Roseman? You ever hear him?
0: I think so, yes.
1: Right, so Mark Roseman, he is like, oh, my God. He is like the original podcaster. I mean, he was doing podcasting before they called it podcasting. He has his own thing through the New York Rangers.
0: Oh, wow. And he, like,
1: and he um, he's actually I like, like, like him. <laughs> you'd like him. I'll get you guys together. So he started his own thing. And he has a weekly. He does it Sunday night. he been doing it for years. He has a studio. It's, it's just fantastic. And um, he approached me, oh my God, 10, 10 years ago, more. And I know him from college. He approached me and said, Listen, I'm starting a, a network, uh, a radio network. I want you to join me. And he, I said, OK, what am I going to do? He says, Well, whatever you want to do. I said, Well, I like talking about the Jets. Fine. So we started a something called the Jet Zone. So it gave me an opportunity to do that with him for a while. And that turned into this uh, Jet Zone live thing I did with personalities and conversations and i had great guests i mean you can't believe the kind of people we had we had musicians all kinds of stuff and then of course i work with eric mannesee
0: yep man.
1: an e-man who's around on, on twitter although he's jets retired you know his story that he gave up his season tickets he was so frustrated with the kneeling yes it's all about the kneeling and he's very patriotic and his family served and I re- and we respect that 100. Mm-hmm. percent And he gave up his season tickets and hung up his microphone for good. And it, it's a shame because we were widely listened to and we had a lot of listeners. And we were take yes, so our I, 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 I had my own day. thing guys, and he had his own thing and we joined yeah, forces.
0: You guys, and we you guys had a co- had, had a combination show called Yes uh, 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 Jets.
1: I did, I, and we did use his company's name and such. And there's no secret to that because he had thousands and thousands of followers on Twitter. I was more Facebook based. He was more Twitter based and it just made made sense. And uh, we did have a wonderful time together, but I, I sensed it. He talked to me off camera about it a few times. And then one day he says, I'm out, that's it. And I was it's just shocking. And by the way, he does not post about the Jets. He does not talk about the Jets. So it's about baseball every now and then. He right. still loves the Mets.
0: Yeah, he the still, he's, he's a he huge loves the Mets.
1: Player. But no Jets, he's finished with them forever. He's finished with the NFL forever. Wow. Amazing. Big, I, I tell you the truth, that was a big sacrifice because I know that cost him real money. He left money on the table, real money. And he's not some big corporation. He's not right. some rich family guy. I mean, it, he left real money on the table. I respect him. I miss him. Eric, I miss you.
0: I miss him too. Let me tell you, I, I would love to his get his, his, his thoughts on uh, on on this what we're seeing here. So
1: you know what he would say? He'd say, "I, I told you." <laughs> he would say, "I what, what are you talking I about? Get that, I told I
0: you." are it now. I told <laughs> you guys this was going to happen. I, I told, told you. you
1: it was going to happen. And, he's, and "And forget that Kaepernick, and I'll never wear a Nike outfit, and et cetera, et cetera." Okay. Could you imagine he's around and they're not playing the national anthem with the players in the building anymore like it used to be? Eric's a few years younger than me. I used to tease him about that because if he were with me, I'd say, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, they didn't even play the national anthem. Yeah, you know, with the players there, they used to be in the locker room and then yep. they come out. For, forever. <laughs> I mean, forever it was that way. Yeah. And then they changed it. They then they changed it now. They change it again and the teams have an option to stay in the locker room if they want. And I think they should do whatever they want. That's fine. They've earned it.
0: The only thing thing is just don't disrespect the flag.
1: Well, that's the thing they could do. it Again, nobody wants them to disrespect the flag. And I think the teams have told them you're not going to, you're not going to. So here's your option. If you can't stay in the locker room. And then teams have decided, well, we're doing everything together. So if there's a few people that want to stay in the locker room, we are all together going to stay in the locker room. You know who started that? The Steelers. The Steelers, they started that. And and the Jets are doing it now. Yeah. They're not out there. And I think that's the right thing to do. I do. I do. That's not a political thing. That's just, you know, we're all against them bashing the flag and any right. Get out of here with that. Nobody wants that. Of
0: course not. No way, no way. So all right. So, so now, what do we got
1: coming? What do we got coming up next week? Who's coming next week?
0: Uh, I believe we got the. I know who's
1: coming next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Oh,
0: that should be a fun game. So oh. listen, this is what I said on on the Thomas Take podcast that I really hope that Le'Veon Bell scores a touchdown. And he runs over to the sidelines and he gives the ball to Coach Case. I really do. And I stand by that. You know why? Because I love Le'Veon Bell. I wish that he was used a lot better when he was here. And the way that they kind of just let him go, granted, there are more and more details that keep coming out week to week about the actual conversation that took place. But you don't really know what's fact- and what's fiction? I miss him. I wish that he was here. Take a look at the t shirt I got right directly above my head there, courtesy of Mr. Daniel Smith, otherwise known as the Jets Guru. He did a whole Metallica slash, uh, uh slash Le'Veon Bell take called Ride to Gamble. And I love that shirt. That's why it's up on the wall. But, Lonnie, I want to get your thoughts. How did you feel when you found out when when you got the news that Le'Veon Bell was pretty much uh, w- was cut?
1: I was not surprised at all. Uh, in fact, uh, the, you know, the Bell signing was controversial in the building, in Florin Park, to begin with. Um, it's my understanding Gase didn't want him.
0: Yeah, he made that very known.
1: It made it, you know, he didn't want him, and it's my understanding Johnsons, the Johnsons, did, and and. You know, they communicated that to JD and, and then they signed him to a big deal. So he came in in his first season overweight and out of shape. And, and and you know that Bell will admit to this. He has. He said that I know that I was not where I should be. He worked out in the offseason like no player I've ever seen that I kept track of because I followed him on Twitter so and Instagram. So I got to see all of his workout videos, you cannot believe what he was up to in the gym,
0: boxing. Yeah, he looked, he, he looked amazing. Uh, just
1: everything. And he, he had like an eight pack and it was legit. And he was chiseled and he was fast. But here's the thing. The Jets never were the team to allow him to do what he does best. And when he played at Pittsburgh, played behind an offensive line that created even a small gap for him to do his thing. The Jets don't have, didn't have that push two years ago. And they don't really have that push. Now they have a little better push. I, I, I would have to right, well, thanks. Mind. It
0: thanks is better it on the, on the left side, but they still, it is money.
1: better. It is better. But I think the reality is they never set him up for success. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something else. My apologies. Cause I know you like him. If you got the fever, you're not out bowling with your family. Right away, that tells me he doesn't want to be here.
0: Nah. Was wrong. Listen, was wrong. I completely agree with you right there. That was wrong. Yeah,
1: that and there's no defending that. On moment. the other side, on the other side, he was a great, great people guy for the Jets. Nice to the fans. Communicated on Twitter. Wasn't too controversial. Kept it within the lines. Positive about the club, involved with the new uniforms. Mm -hmm. Very positive. Absolutely. Attended fan events. People loved him. That's people loved him. He would he was rebuilding his brand. Don't forget he what does he love equal to football? Maybe more. Music.
0: Right. He's a rap artist, right? As a matter of fact, when he announced the Jets signing, um, he was actually dropping his uh he was dropping his album around the same time. Right.
1: And I and I could tell you that music to him is critically important. His creative side is so important. And I'm sure that he told the Jets, I'll do whatever you want in terms of public relations, but I'm doing my music. And you got to be cool with that. And because yeah, they both
0: so did had no issue with that, because, I mean, basically, if you think about it, the Jets were in a bidding war with themselves. There really wasn't any takers. I mean, you heard the Broncos had some interest. You heard the Raiders had some interest. You heard a couple of other teams had some interest, but nothing was ever really bona fide proven, one hundred percent. Well, because so I had- think
1: he, I, th- I think he had something to prove. He took a year off from the game, mm-hmm. and people forget that too—that he took a year. He, he took a year off. Off. And what did he do? He he did nothing, and he got fat. Yeah. Okay, For a football player, I, mean, I shouldn't say that about him compared to me, but I'm just saying he, he really got lazy. And then he paid the price, he came into camp, he was somewhat in shape, but he couldn't do what he did. Then he came into this season, and the Jets are in a free – and now the Jets, of course, are in a completely different mode in his, in his second year here. It changed. Right.
0: Because yeah, the decision was,
1: was we are we are going to wipe it. We're going to do that. Okay. So, what? There's no reason for him to be here. So I think that the Jets did the right thing for him, and I have no ill feelings to him, and I wish him well. I do, I do, because he was good to the fans, and he was a gentleman on Twitter. Yes, and uh, he never he never answered any of my tweets, but I tried. So he answered some people, but and, and he was very kind to everybody. So I you know I wish him well. But don't, back to your friend Scotty from before. Bell came here to get paid. There you go. Bell came here. He didn't have to go here. He could have gone to Denver. He could have gone other place. Whatever, any team. Any yeah, team right. that had interest, he could have said, you know what? I'll go there. Even though I can't get the most money. I'll, Two million less, okay, I'll go there. Bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> they go, they, Money. Money.
0: That's Money it. is what makes the world. That's more- what it is.
1: That, that's certainly what it is. That's what I felt.
0: All right. So one last thing before we start to wrap it up, I did want to get your opinion on uh, how do you feel about Steve McClendon? Uh, he actually found out Saturday that he was being traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he actually laced them up and he said one more for the road. And he actually uh, played in the game with the jets versus Miami. Uh, and then afterwards had a call waiting for him in which they sent him over to Tampa. So want to get you I? uh,
1: What do I I think? I think that his agent had a heart attack. (laughs) I mean, if, if I am representing this kid, I'm driving up to the facility in my Mercedes, and I'm going in the locker room, and I'm packing his shit up myself. You are not playing in this game. You've been traded. What if you get hurt? You cannot play. I mean, I just think it's insane what he did. It's very unusual. Um, goes to show you that the Bucs were willing to let him play because they could have told him not to.
0: Right. But also, I think, it, I think it said a lot about his character, too, because he he came out and he said that he loved a lot of guys in the locker room and he wanted wanted to go out there one more time with with his brothers, as, it, as he called it you know, with the, 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 with the defensive line unit and, you know, the, and he, despite the Jets and not and really getting the result that they wanted to, but you know what? I, I find it very admirable that he did.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that my entire performance tonight is based on realism. So I, I apologize if I gave like a, like a real answer, No, I just, but just, I would say, got but, it. But, but I, by the way, I'll come back to this moment. Let me finish one thought. I respect him that he did that. It's very unusual that players would have that type of kinship, but don't forget he's been here a few years. So I get that. So, you know, he he respected the organization. He appreciated what the Johnsons did for him. You know, these players appreciate what the Johnsons do for them, but they pay them. I'm gonna say it again. Everybody forgets about the money. Don't forget about the money. It is the most important thing to them it's more important than anything. It's for the health and welfare of their family. It's it's not to be running to casinos and buying jewelry and all that stuff. It's it's for their family. They made a commitment to potentially harm their bodies and brains to do this. It's that, it is is a rough game. We, We don't take that in account at all us fans, we don't, this is a rough game that could ruin you, kill you, it could, I mean, it's just that kind of thing, there's a lot of protections, but the fact is, it is, that's why they appreciate the money, but I I would say, I would say we're in for certainly a very difficult ride, and part of how I am getting through it personally, is that I am, I've accepted it. I just I've accepted what, where we are, I'm rooting for them, I'm rooting for individual performances. I'm rooting for Sam in the worst way I want him to be successful. I, want, I, I don't want them to go 0-16, I'd like to see them have some success and enjoy that. It would be incredibly in bad form for these players not to win one game and live with that for the rest of their lives.
0: It's they bad. You're part of that team. Ha-
1: ask ask those guys on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers how they feel about it. Ask them. They'll tell
0: you.
1: And it's it's just bad. It's just it's not it's not great. It's not great for your football career.
0: Hey, take right? a look at the, uh, the the Cleveland Browns. You know, Hugh Hugh Jackson one win in a combined two years. I mean
1: You've seen coaches, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you brought them up. You've seen other teams that held on to coaches for years. Cincinnati had the same coach for 14 years.
0: Yep.
1: What did he do? Nothing. Not really. Right. A little competitive yeah. here and there, but not really. He didn't do I think Cleveland's done that. That's that's why I think the Jets are going <laughs> to. That's why I think the Jets are going to do it. No. The only way that happens. The only way that. Happens is that they sell the team, and right now there'd be no reason for them to sell the team.
0: Really quick, actually, I I, I did want to mention something to you. All right, um, so you could tell I'm trying I'm trying to get all these questions in because there's so many things that I've been wanting to ask you. You're
1: exhausting time, me. On. Go ahead.
0: So one of the things that I wanted to ask you is obviously you know you heard about the, the different things coming out about Woody Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his time over at at, at an ambassador. Um, mm-hmm. The U.S. State Department was looking into him making, uh, making racist and sexist comments and so on and so forth. If that, there does prove to be any validity to those claims, do you, in your professional opinion, and I know somebody who's been around the podcast world for a very, very long time, do you, in your opinion, see the possibility of the NFL stepping in la uh, sort of like how the nba did in with donald with um with the gentleman who owned i think the golden state warriors or, or whatever for his comments and maybe saying yeah now nah, we don't we don't play like that you you're, you're going to need to put the team up for sale in your opinion
1: I'm, I'm thinking about my wife right now that she was sitting next to me she'd be looking at me and she'd say choose your words very carefully what you're about to say Because when we discuss the movement that is going on in the world regarding sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. it is arguably one of the top two or three discussions in the world. Yes. Among everyone, particularly women. Right? And rightfully so. Rightfully so. You know, Mr. Johnson put him over here talk about also we have the Washington Redskins who had reportedly been taking advantage of their cheerleaders in a very negative way and that Mr. Snyder the owner of that team of the Washington football team was implicated in some of that because he knew about it they have not asked Mr. Snyder to sell that team they have not And 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 some of that included dating women in a role where I'm I'm your I'm your boss kind of role. Okay? And that's incredibly negative, right? So Mr. Johnson, and again, the State Department, you know, has their rules, United States State Department, and I'm sure it'll be thoroughly investigated. And if it is investigated and finds out that he did what he did, then of course, I think a couple of things. Number one, we don't know what's gonna happen with the election, but if President Trump were to win, I'd imagine he'd like him to stay there as the ambassador to England. Because according to President Trump, he's done a good job. He likes the job that he's done. However, if Vice President Biden were to win the election, I could assure you, Woody Johnson will not be the ambassador to England.
0: Yeah, and what's he'll, be, that? he'll be right back, probably. He'll be taking right back, running, the running,
1: running, his, you know, running his business. right? Which become chairman of the New York Jets again, I imagine. However, we'll see how the investigation goes and see what the truth is. Because somewhere between what was said and what he says is the truth. And they'll get to it. And I, I don't believe that they'd be in a position to force a sale. I mean, in, in an egregious situation, they might be able to force him to step down, but then Christopher would hold on. Right. Unless he didn't want it. And then we'd have like a weird, we'd have such a weird story, it would be bizarre. But I, I don't get the impression that Christopher doesn't like it. In fact, I saw him up close, real up close, as you know. Right. I got a chance to talk, chance to, talk to him. He likes it. He likes it, definitely. I didn't get that impression from him at all unless he's a great actor which I don't think he's a great actor I think he's a great businessman oh, that, that, right. that, that's <laughs> what he is so in regard to mr. Johnson I uh, there's been no talk about that since it was a pretty hot story there for a little while we are in unprecedented electronic uber electronic sensitive election period unlike any in the history of our country, and some. You know, I, I do like history. Back when Lincoln was running for president, he used to do these Lincoln-Douglas debates. Now, if you can imagine that, they didn't even have microphones, and 100,000 people would come out to, to see this. I always wondered how the people in the back could hear Lincoln. I thought that was a weird thing. But anyway, I guess there were some way that someone would write it down, maybe, and then they say it to other people. That's how they did things back then. So. The Lincoln-Douglas debates, where, you know, you studied them in school, and 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 that determined the course of our nation. Nowadays, press one button; it's one button it's out all over the world. And once you write it, it's forever. Video can actually be manipulated, but words written, the written word cannot. So writing is very important, and I think that you got a lot of people tweeting a lot of stuff saying a lot of stuff, but tweeting and writing things, these things last forever. They certainly do. And, and that's why this is a very unprecedented time. So the fact that that story came out about Mr. Johnson, there could be a case made that it was to embarrass the administration. Maybe it could have waited until after the season is what I'm saying, or after the election. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We, well, don't, we, don't, we don't know. But do, If any of that is true, they should throw them out right now. Okay? That's what I said. It's wrong.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's, a, that's really the kind of thought that uh, – the thought process that I have is that if there is any type of validity to it, because of the fact of such the sensitive times that we live in, I really think that it would be poor judgment for Roger Goodell to not – at for not only Roger Goodell, but also for the NFL to not act on this because we saw <laughs> – we saw what the NBA did, okay, and, you know, what Donald Stern or whatever the hell his name was or whatever who was implicated in the whole thing, that, that was egregious by itself. But if it turns out that, again, that Woody Johnson is guilty of said offense, then I just feel like that the NFL would probably have no choice but to have to step in. Because I think that especially in the, the heated times that we're living in now with the, with the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that, I hate getting political, but unfortunately it's, it, it's that. This is something where, unfortunately, I feel like the league has to step in and you have to say, look, we can't, we can't allow this.
1: Hey, you do know that the majority of NFL fans are female, right? Right.
0: Uh, over 72% to that matter
1: okay so they that that is that is their, that's who their customer is so if that's their customer they have to appeal to their customer <clears throat> it's interesting i think if it if it comes to pass then you'll you'll start seeing some <clears throat> petition movement in that way and then the, and then the commissioner and the owners would have to make a decision what they do hey listen uh, Departamello, mello what's his name the guy was the san francisco 49ers he used to own them.
0: Yeah, Eddie DeBartolo.
1: Thank you. I couldn't spit it out. So DeBartolo, they he ended up selling the team to his family member. They asked him to step down. It was indictments, real estate
0: deal, right? Something, something, yeah, he right. was involved in some sort of Ponzi scheme or something like some, that. Some,
1: some something, but he kept it in the family. And his daughter, his niece, or somebody who owns that team. <clears throat> but it's it's his family. That's his family. So. We're not getting rid of the Johnsons that fast because I don't think there's uh, two reasons they don't want to. Say,
0: write a letter to Steve Cohen. I mean, look, if he just had enough money to buy the Mets, he's got to have something left over.
1: <laughs> Steve, Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen's a rich guy, um, uh, by the way, uh, by all reports, he's a good guy. Friends of friends, wives know him, whatever. So he's, he's apparently he's a good guy. He'd be a good guy to have a stake with that kind of thing. <clears throat> On the other hand, you know he. He has his own, you know. He was he was fined by the SEC for illegal trades, like a billion dollars. But that doesn't make him a bad guy. <laughs> but just, you know, the mayor of New York still hasn't approved his uh, ascension to the ownership. Do you know how that works? No, Are you familiar I, with I, familiar I, with that?
0: I have no idea. Well, of course, no. you
1: know, the first first the Wilpons and is negotiated with with him. And then uh, it all fell apart. And then they came back and they made a deal, yada, yada, yada. Okay, they made a deal. So then, once they announced they had a deal, they send it to the owners. And the owners all approved, except City Field is not owned by the Wilpons and the Kansas, It's owned by the city of New York. They lease it from the city. And in the lease, it specifically says that if there's an ownership change during the time of the lease, that the mayor of New York City personally would have to approve the sale.
0: And let me guess, De Blasio <laughs> is dragging his heels.
1: A little bit, a little wow. bit.
0: Wow, a little bit, a little bit. He's dragging. A God, I'm not a now. Now,
1: <laughs> I, there's no reason. There's no reason for him not to say no. Uh, there is a um, so rule. De a there idiot, is a rule. There's a say. rule in the Major League Baseball code that um, that not only that background checks and such. There was some issue whether or not, you know, you have any big fines or you went to jail or something like that. So, of course, he has that blemish against him. And it was mentioned that that the that Blasio could use that as some reason to say no. But I would say this, that if the Blasio is not approved, <laughs> this man, as the owner of the Mets, he better get the Marines in front of Gracie Mansion. <laughs> He's going to have a big problem.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> It'll be approved. Right. It's getting done. <laughs> it's getting done.
0: All right. It's so anyhow, done. that's going to do it for tonight's uh, episode of uh, Weapons Hot, the New York Jets fan broadcast. Lonnie, Mr. Lonnie Siegel, tell everyone here how they can get a hold of you. They can interact with you. They could talk. Oh, with you.
1: yes. So, so um, the best way to find me is two places. First of all, I'm over at Twitter. Easy to find. I am uh, at Lon Jets. L-O-N Jets. Easy to find, right? And over on Facebook, we have something called Jet Zone Radio fan page. I post interesting articles, sometimes some funny videos. A lot of my musings from Twitter, I copy over there. So if you have a take, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, this was thoroughly terrific to be with you again.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I think
1: the last time we did a gig was when I was still living on the West coast of Florida.
0: Yes, that's right. So yeah, let's not, let's not let this be, uh, you know, like a, like a yearly thing. You got to come on a couple more times. So you like, you
1: invited me and, uh, I, I, I accepted and, uh, timing was perfect. And now I need another little drink and then I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs>
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow the show on Twitter at TNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime who is celebrating his birthday today uh, at Spotty Blackman, Mr. Kevin Jackson. Be sure to give him a follow. Don't forget to shoot the show an email at the Jets- <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. You can find us on the Weapon Top Facebook page. Uh, shoot us a message. Like our page. Our content is up there. Message us to message you right back. We love going back and forth with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback because we'd love to hear how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. Also, don't forget to check us out on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Don't forget to check us out on Snowman Digital Media. Shout out to Brian Snow and Dr. K. We love you guys. Also, don't forget to check us out on Sports War Radio. Yes, on Spreaker.com, www.spreaker.com forward slash sports war radio. Shout out to Mr. Paul Edson Jr. and Mr. Sheriff Joe Branham for all the work that they do on that side of the glass. Also, I want to give a shout out to the fans. The fans that interact with us and tune into the show every single week here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, on YouTube, or wherever you get your fix. We do this for you. We love it when you interact with us. Shout out to Scott Klespie, to Robert Nacarano, to, uh, there was, there was another gentleman, uh, uh, Nicholas Volonkis also to, uh, Airman Ryan Reedy from the 45th medical group, um, for joining the show tonight. We do this for you guys because we absolutely love you guys and we love our New York jets. So please keep your comments coming. Keep your input coming. We love hearing what you guys have to say and, with our own seven jets, weapons hot, the therapy session is wide open, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, send it to us. We will talk about it. Okay, like I had so many questions tonight from Mr. Lonnie, who I haven't spoken to in so long. We don't get the opportunity to talk to one another enough. That's why tonight, tonight's episode ran as long as it did. Hopefully it won't be, you know. To we got to get him back on again, because I have much more thoughts, much more questions to ask him as this season completely unfolds. As he's shaking his head over there, going, "Oh my god,
1: I got, <laughs> I got my ears open. I'm listening. I'm listening to everything. Don't worry." Hey, by the way, one last thing. I'm wearing my lightning shirt that my son bought yes, for me. He's a, we, we like the lightning. That's our team, and they are the same. <laughs> You Make know, when when you, you see when this over here, <laughs> when you're a perennial loser with the Jets over the last ten seasons, it's nice to have some wins every now and then. makes makes the food taste better, I assure you.
0: <laughs> uh, I tell you. All right. So for Mister Lonnie Siegel from Jet Zone Radio, Mister Kevin jo- uh, Mister Kevin Jackson, who's uh, celebrating his birthday tonight. I am CJ, the painkiller, Desimone, Simone, and I'm going to be signing off for tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. Shout out to our official sponsor, StatementGames.com and Mr. Mark Salino. Be sure to give them a follow. And I'm going to leave you guys tonight, which still, in my opinion, is the best chant in the National Football League. Go Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.